0: Here's Miller and Condon.
1: Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for, well, we take you up and towards noon uh, Nick Oson coming up covers Iowa State at cyclonealert.com. Rob Doster in a couple of minutes. Trent, before Doster gets in here, mm-hmm. uh, we are on the precipice of Super Bowl 56 this weekend. Super Bowl 52, uh, 2018. Okay. You could legally bet on that game in one state. <laughs> uh... 2018, today for Super Bowl 56, 30. 30. 30. In just that short period of time. It's a and different if, world. It's a different world. And look at Vegas. I mean, mm-hmm. Vegas is a perfect example. They wanted nothing to do. It's taboo. Sports and uh, and sports betting do not go hand in hand. Now they're in bed with everybody. Can you imagine? 30, uh, 30 plus, where will we be next year? 2018,
2: you could bet on sports in That's one wild. state. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It feels like it's been a big... And it's been a part of my life because I've always been a gambler, at least in my adult life. Mm-hmm. But just how different it is. And the conversations where it was whispered in hushed tones. Now, I talk about it on the air. You talk about it on the air. But yeah. we're a rarity. Yeah. I've told you the story before. My first radio job almost 20 years ago. It was Friday and I was talking about the games and I was talking about the point spread. And I was called into the corner office very quickly. I, I, I not supposed can't do that. Mm-hmm then a week later, they got a one of those Saturday morning call-in shows. Right. You know, the, yeah. You know those. Yeah, absolutely. For back the day. They're the handicappers. Yes. And, okay, that's okay, I guess. You're allowed to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But even at that point, it was a mom-and-pop radio station. They're like, is that kosher? Can we do that? Are we going to get in trouble for the SEC? I'm like, no, other people do it. Not many. But that's just been part of the way that I view sports. Yeah. View it through that lens. and. Yes, you'd break down games and you talk about it, but it's always also a piece. And it's how, as he said yesterday, in the Iowa-Minnesota game, it came down to the wire for betters only. Exactly. I mean, no one was watching it at the end that didn't have a bet on that game. Yeah. Because the game was decided. You just but want to hear in heaven there is so no beer lonely. at the end?
1: No, you want to know if you cash your ticket, right. You're on the wrong side, um, because the, the the number was at such in play. I found myself over the weekend, I was bored to tears on Friday, by the way, you know what I ended up doing? I don't remember, well, I, saw, I know what I did, I watched curling, yeah. I watched a lot of curling this weekend. I'm sure you did, yes. And then, uh, and I'm rooting for the Americans, but they're they're already out. Um, oh, really? Vicky and um, Fry, I think is his last name, anyways, the mixed doubles, um... I got the app right. Mm-hmm. I'm. So, I've got the college basketball surrounded. Oh no! In futures,
2: is it going to be as bad as what happened here for you? And well, the... at least I've. Yeah, there was. I mean, at least I've got one you left do, in the yes. Super Bowl. But I've got. What'd you get the Bengals at? Uh,
1: twenty something to one. Okay, twenty two. Maybe that's not
2: bad. No, no, twenty two to one. Now you bet on a dozen teams. Yeah, I'll break even if they win. <laughs>
1: um, so I've kind of just done the same thing in uh, in college. I've got Kansas. Yes, I like and, that. And... Do I have one Big 12 team or two? No, I got Texas, which is no shot. Kansas and Texas. Mm-hmm. Illinois and Purdue. Good. Kentucky. Love that. The Zags, by the way, do you see them against BYU on oh, Saturday man. night?
2: What they sh- are playing at such a high level. Oh, my God. This home grin's unbelievable, isn't he? The WCC is so much better than it's been in the past, too. It's a deep They're league. They're toying with teams clubbing them it's it's incredible we've seen
1: that before to be fair true
2: true. uh and we have got one more i've got uh
1: kentucky did i say kentucky oh and i went back i got some auburn so you you got some auburn Auburn. i do i really do for whatever reason you don't have the party i don't have duke you don't have baylor
2: i don't have baylor or ucla or ucla those are about the three or texas tech i just couldn't pull the trigger because ultimately we're talking about winning six not getting to a fun right winning the six in a row it takes there is that about 10 deep though as far as teams that can win uh, that next tier would be teams like Providence. See, I don't know enough about them. I've seen them they just they won a lot of close games. Uh-huh. Again, six in a row against elite competition, hard to see that. Wisconsin? No. Johnny Davis is a stud, but come on. Right, they're not enough, winning no. six in a row. Nope. Michigan State? No. Michigan State got clobbered by Rutgers. That this was weekend. hideous. UCLA It was a bad weekend for them. Going down to Arizona I saw the Thursday night game coming. I did not see them losing to that bad Arizona State team in what, triple overtime triple OT, it was? Yeah. Like and Then you get into Marquette, Tennessee, Ohio State, Villanova. Maybe Nova? Mm. It's a team I might take a look at. Big East is not very strong this year. But those are the teams. I, th- I think you're in good shape. And of course, Duke will win it in case final season. Yeah. he won't have any of it, right? Uh, no, I didn't see
1: this because I was watching you and I and Drake. But apparently, the uh, the uh, the student body at uh, um, in North Carolina did not give him the greatest reception when he entered the building. Did you hear
2: that? Yes, yes. With the, um, <laughs> they really didn't tell him to. You know, those, oh yeah, yeah. They they, did. they really did. Oh yeah. Let him have it one final time. It's a rivalry. I guess. But don't you haven't? Hasn't he done enough to gain a modicum of respect amongst that fan base? They just call him a rat faced loser. They got no time. Well, I don't mind that. It's the you know the F bomb. (laughs) One of my favorite chants is the Maryland students against JJ Redick. Remember that? Yeah, it was just blank you JJ every time he would touch the Mm -hmm. ball. It just it was high high level hatred that came out of that one.
1: Yeah, that's what we got. All right, Rob Doster coming up. Uh, He is a field of sixty eight. Found myself watching that. I don't know what you call it, a Vcast, video cast, Twitter cast, whatever the right word is. They're doing a terrific job over there breaking down games afterwards. Rob Doster, he is going to join us as soon as I can find the button. There we go. Hello, Rob Doster, Trent, and Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are
0: you? Hey, thanks for finding the button, man.
1: <laughs> hey, I watched, I'm watching you more, more and more of you as the season has gone on. It is highly informative. It really, it really is. And I'm not just saying this if you're, cause you're on. I would have said this, you know, if Trent and I were talking about it tomorrow or the next day, whatever. Um, you and Goodman, uh, breaking down games afterwards when it's the two of you. And I know there's always a guest and, and a very informed guest, but you guys do a great job, a great service for, you know, s- some of us are, you know, kicking and screaming, the football's over, right? And it's basketball, and we want to have a, an educated opinion. Man, oh, man, you guys are uh, – you really bring it on those on those, on those uh, Twitter casts, whatever you call them. Uh, you're doing a nice job over there, Rob Doster.
0: I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. And it's fun, man. It's fun. It's, uh, I told you guys, like, the whole reason we did it is because I felt like there was a void for uh, mm-hmm. a baseball tonight-esque kind of a show like right. college basketball. So that's what we're uh, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, at least we didn't have a lot of fun doing
1: it. No, it's a, it's an app description, and you're not scared scared to share your opinions as to you know who you think the best is. And for for uh, for the sports betters out there, I think they can get kind of an edge listening to you educated minds when it comes not necessarily point spreads, but you know just getting a, a different opinion on 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 any given team's roster. That's a, that's a, that's a very valuable service, I think.
0: As long as you're not following my bet. Right, you're
2: struggling a little bit there.
0: Just, yeah, follow someone else's bet.
2: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've I've seen your betting, Doster. It's not pretty. So let's talk about some teams here. And I want to start with a team we saw a week ago Saturday, and we talked a lot about last Monday, and that's Kentucky. First of no. all, John Calipari saying that Shaden Sharp will not play this season. He enrolled, had an opportunity, and then decided not to do it. He was the number 1 prospect for the 2022 class. Your takeaway from that, this Kentucky team, what they did to Kansas after the week that Kansas just had, maybe more impressive there. Mm-hmm. Overall viewpoint of the Wildcats?
0: Well, I mean, they're awesome. I think that you can make the argument that they are the hottest team in all of college basketball. I think that you can make the argument that they are better than Auburn, who is the number one team in the country and who is probably going to end up winning the SEC regular season title. Uh, I think the emergence of Damien Collins was really big um he the previous eight games for saturday um he had played all of 12 minutes at four uh games or he did not play second and had two points and three rebounds in those four games that he had played on saturday nine minutes he had 10 points and six plays. i think his development as a guy that can contribute will be huge simply because kentucky doesn't really have anything behind oscar sheway which is a problem you know he, he sheway is a foul-prone guy. You pick up two fouls early in the first half, you could find yourself down by 15 to a good team. That's an easy way to pick up a loss that you shouldn't lose uh, in a tournament setting, which would not be good for Kentucky fans or for Kentucky overall. Uh, but in, in regards to Shaden Sharp, I'm glad he's not playing. I think this is the right decision. I, I think that I've always thought that Players reclassifying was not a great idea if you are reclassifying as, like, an actual high school senior a la Amani Bates. Uh, if you're one of these guys that recla- that is older than your, your age group, that is going to end up being, like, 19 when you walk onto a campus as a freshman, then, okay, that makes some sense. I can understand why you would want to reclassify because you're already supposed to be on campus. You're a year older than everybody else. There's no need to rush your process. There's no need to go at a pace that's faster than everybody else just so you can try to get to the NBA as quick as possible. That first contract you get in the NBA, that's always going to end up being there. If you're shading Sharp, you're always going to have a chance to get that first deal. If you're rushing to get guaranteed money instead of trying to be uh, someone that gets a second contract, those second contracts are the ones where you go from uh, having a good deal that will be able to put you in a place where you can set yourself up for life to being the kind of person that is generationally wealthy, that is that, that is worth eight or nine figures. Um, so I think that it's the right decision to kind of take your time. I, I, I always say you don't need to rest your own process. Don't put yourself on a schedule or a calendar that should be anybody else's. Um, and if that means Shaden Sharp is not playing this year and he's coming back to Kentucky, great. That's going to be an awesome thing for college basketball. If that means that he just spends these six months training at Kentucky and using that weight room and getting a chance to work with Cal and getting a chance to be in those practices, then that's good, too. Um, and if he just goes to the NBA after this, you know, best of luck to you, man. But I don't think jumping into a team in the middle of a season that already has great chemistry, that has already proven that they could do things like going to Alabama and win by sixteen, or going to, uh, to Kansas and win by 20 without Shaden Sharp, there's no need to, to disrupt that chemistry. There's no need to uh, risk him struggling. There's no need to do any of that. You're already good enough to win a national title with this group. Don't rush the kids' process. I'm, I'm, I'm actually... I'm glad that it's playing out this way because I think it's the right
1: decision. I want to go to the Big 12 with you, Rob Doster, field of 68. Uh, Kansas and Texas tonight, but I want to go back to Saturday. What, if anything, did we learn, uh, on Saturday? Trent mentioned it, embarrassed, uh, the Jayhawks embarrassed on national TV the week before they've got Baylor on national TV and just destroyed them this past week. Do we learn more about Kansas? Is there a concern about Baylor? Uh, recap that one. And is Kansas now, in your mind, the team to beat in the Big 12?
0: Uh, I mean, Kansas is probably going to end up winning the Big 12 regular season title just because, I mean, they have a two game lead with eight games left. And I think they played four of their last eight in Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And we know how tough it is to win there. Um, Texas Tech is, is a problem. They're, they're going to be a nightmare to match up with on any given night because of their switchability and because of the way that they defend. Uh, and because the fact that, like, it's, it's different than anybody else. You know, that no middle defense that Mark Adams plays, the culture, the toughness. All those cliches that we've used over the years for Chris Beard, seems as Mark Adams seems is still, still all, of, all of it is still very much true. So uh, they're a nightmare to deal with. But my hot take is that, um, is that Baylor is, if they can get healthy, still the best team in that league and still the most dangerous team in that league in March. I have questions about uh, the five-man five, five man for Kansas, and I have questions about the point guard play for Kansas. Um, I have questions about who is your go-to guy for Texas Tech. You're down by one. There's 15 seconds left on the clock. Who are you giving the ball to to go get a shot for you? I don't know if they have that dude. Um, so, Baylor to me, like, look, LJ Cryer has been banged up. He's missed a bunch of games in a row. Uh, Adam Flyger has been banged up. He's missed some games. There's been games where he's played where he hasn't been fully healthy. Same thing with James McKinjo. You're three guards, right? The three guys that you rely on to be able to create offense for you have not been healthy. The guys that are there to create the space that will allow James McKinney to do the things that he does best have not been healthy. So if they can get back to being healthy, I think that that team is the one that is built to be able to make a run in March. I, I'm, I'm still all in on this Baylor team. I don't know if they're actually going to get healthy. It's very hard to uh, find the time to get the rest when you're in a conference title race in the month of March. But Baylor is the team, to me, at 100% that is the best has the best chance of making a run in the NCAA tournament.
2: Rob, we got to see Texas over the weekend as they faced off against Iowa State, ran away from the Cyclones in the second half. This Texas team, though, Chris Beard, a lot of respect for the guy, took Texas Tech to a national championship game, obviously. But you bring in Marcus Carr, who was good from Minnesota, and Trey Mitchell and Timmy Allen, and putting them with the guys that stuck around. This is a good defensive team, and Carr's a guy that could ha- get hot. Could they be a dark horse to make a run? Not to win it all, but maybe they come out of the five line and they get to an Elite Eight, get to a Final Four. Could you see that out of this Longhorn group?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm buying it. Um, I don't think that they are good enough on the defensive end of the floor to be able to kind of win that way. Uh, And I just don't know if I see anybody offensively that can kind of take games over, right? I I think that we all kind of, overstated what Texas was going to be coming into the season. Uh, probably got a little bit overhyped, probably got a little bit too much buzz. I think we we kind of celebrated, oh, look at all these transfers. Look at all these big names. Look at, look at Chris mm-hmm. Beard. He worked his magic. When The truth is he has not been able to establish. The culture that he established at Texas Tech is still at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to be able to do that in Texas uh, or at Texas the way that, uh, we kind of want him to and are expecting him to. So I think he's going to get there. I'm still in on Chris Beard as being a very good coach. I'm not one of these people that's jumping off the bandwagon. I'm not going to say that he's overrated. Uh, I think that we overrated Texas and how quick yep, his impact he transformed that program was going to end up being this year. So uh, I think Texas is like probably going to end up being like a six seed, and I think they're a team that like you can see winning a game. I also wouldn't be surprised to see him get picked off in the first round.
1: I'm with you. I I certainly overrated him as well. A team I didn't overrate, and we saw them on Saturday night, Gonzaga, Rob, they're up twenty four at the end of the first half, and Drew Timmy had two points, <laughs> and they're up. They go to the locker room up twenty four. Rasir Bolton, Penn State transfer, comes to Iowa State, leaves there. He's starting for the Zags. Holmgren is just—I mean, what what can't he do? Strother, Nebhard, uh we know the names. Um, and balanced scoring out of them. Boy, this team that I watched on Saturday night—I don't know how anybody—and I say it every year. I've said it before. Uh, and they get to they uh, you know get deeper into the tournament. They get picked off. But might this be Fuse Champion team? Uh,
0: and I mean, they're good enough to do it. And they don't have. If you look at their efficiency margins right now on Ken Palm, they have as much of a lead on the field this year as they and Baylor did last season. So if you're if you buy into Ken Palm, think of Ken Palm is the the be all and end all when it comes to college basketball. This team is better than the field it has, has more distance between them in the field than Gonzaga and Baylor did between them in the field last season. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, I think that there are some um there are some places where you can kind of like uh there's some blind spots in, in Ken Palm's formula in the sense that you know, when you're beating when you're putting up 118 points or whatever it is on these bad teams in the WCC that doesn't necessarily impress me that much. Same thing with Chet Holmberg, right? Like Look, I know he's starting to figure it out. He's, he's been terrific over the course of the mm-hmm. last month. Yep. He's being terrific playing against like some WCC teams that are not that great. Uh, so, uh, I'm still kind of in wait and see mode. Look, they're 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 elite. They're one of the at, at the absolute minimum, they're one of like the four or five teams that are going to be the favorite to win the national title. They're going to be a one seat out west. They deserve all of the accolades that they're getting. Um, I am not fully bought in on this idea that they are head and shoulders above. The rest of college basketball yet, uh, but there's that. That's not to say that they're not one of the best teams in the country. You have two potential first-team All-Americans on your front line, and a 22-year-old that was a former McDonald's All-American running the point, and a whole <laughs> bunch of guys around all of them that can shoot. They, they're right... they're they're awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Rob, uh, a team that is record is awesome is Providence, and I've watched the Friars and Ed Cooley for my money is as good as you're going to find. You kind of wonder. Michigan would have went that route a couple of years back as we've seen the Wolverine struggle in year number 2 of Jawan Howard. Dude's a stud. This team, though, they don't wow you. They win games. Al Durham does his thing, but they're 22 on the season. Is it just a team that is putting together really good end-of-game sequences, schedule luck going their way, or are you a believer in this Friar team? By the way, ranked 41st right now in the country at Ken Palm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you want to have a fun time trolling Providence fans, call them the sixth best team in the Big East and see what kind of reaction that's going to end up getting from people. Um, I, I'm, I'm a believer in them. I think that there's, you know, when you, when it comes to metrics and when it comes to formulas and you have 358 teams that you're trying to evaluate, there's always going to be like a couple blind spots, right? And I think that this Providence team is one of those, those teams that kind of falls into some of those blind spots. They're going to end up being, as long as they don't do anything dumb, the rest of the season, they're probably going to end up being a top three seed in the tournament. Uh, they have, if they pick off uh, Providence or if they pick off Villanova once in the two games they play, they're going to end up winning their first ever Big East regular season title. Um, they are like, look at all the cliches they have: right? the sum is greater than the parts. Uh, they just know how to play. They get it done. They're old. They're experienced. Blah 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 blah. At the end of the day, like I, I do believe that winning tough games is a skill. Right? I, I, I do believe that. I do believe that there's a, a mental aspect that goes into whether or not you can win games, whether or not you can close out close games. I know that to the clutch, there, there's always been this argument about whether or not clutch is an actual thing. Well, to me, it's, do you have the, uh, the, the confidence and the mental capacity to be able to handle and execute, uh, handle the pressure in clutch moments and big moments and be able to execute despite that pressure? And I think that Providence has it. I think there's a certain expectation that it comes, uh, that they are going to win when it comes to that program. So, um yeah, I'm I'm in on them being very, very good. Now, I don't think that they are a team that can make a deep run in March simply because uh, I, I do think that you need to have a certain level of elite talent to be able to do that. So I, I probably won't be picking them to get to a Final Four, but I don't think there's a team in the Big East that you would want to pick to get to a Final Four at this point. Mm-hmm. So... um they they're very very good. They're one of the top 10 to 12 teams in college basketball in my mind. When you're 22 in February, it's, it's it's time to stop stop quibbling with the with some of the nitpicky stuff and just kind of accept like, "Hey, you know what? These dudes are getting the job done." Uh
1: we got about like 1 minute left with you Rob Doster. We'll let you go. Tomorrow night Wisconsin Michigan State, that's the early game. And then Illinois Purdue, uh just a phenomenal night in in the Big 10. Is there a, is there a Final Four team playing in those in that uh, uh that 2 games? games? <laughs>
0: Uh, I love Illinois. I I love them. I think that Illinois is uh, a top-five team in America right now. I think that they figured out some of their issues uh, earlier on the season. I think Trent Frazier is the most underappreciated player in America. Um, And, you know, Kofi, I mean, look, Kofi's going to mess around and end up being a a national player of the year, and and no one's really paying attention to it. I'm I'm all in on Illinois. I, I love this group.
1: Rob Doster at the Field of 68, at Field of 68 on Twitter. It is If you're a college basketball fan, if you love the sport, uh, spend some time on that Twitter account uh, following the games, the nightcap kind of the baseball tonight. That's a good way to put it. Rob Doster, thanks for doing this for us. We'll talk with you next week. Thank you.
0: Always a pleasure, guys. Take
1: care. Indeed, uh, Rob Dosters. We
2: talked a little college basketball. Good stuff out of him. Always, Always enjoy the conversation. Great, yep. and we get him all the way through the national championship uh, game. Absolutely, that's that's good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like Illinois tomorrow night over over Purdue? I love the way this Illinois team yeah, is playing. Unreal, aren't they? And healthy. Mm-hmm. By Lampino, a problem. I like the transfers that they did, and they lost a. Generational type player, in Desumu. second round pick in the NBA. Think about that. Just ass <laughs> Come on, right? He was so good late game. Uh huh. He was clutch. He was tough. He was everything you want. He had the mask. He had the look. <laughs> the mask. I forgot about the mask. And it was a weird off season. You lose him. They lost a couple other pieces. Remember, he flirted. Yeah, he was in the transfer mm-hmm. portal along with looking at some some overseas opportunities, possibility NBA. They lost the kid down to LSU. They, it was a tumultuous offseason, and here's Brad Underwood again. That dude, there's a lot of good, good coaching, we talked about a few of them today, towards the top of my list. Chris Beard, Ed Cooley, Brad Underwood, done a couple of different spots, and he can coach yeah. I like Illinois and I like it even more, so I got a future on them at 33 to one. Is that what you got them at? Boy, I'm jealous. I've got twenty something. I thought I had a good ticket. I'm uh, looking when I fired here. I was looking at had my circa sports app open as I was looking at some of the squares uh, during our last commercial break, <laughs> and got the bulls before the season. Speaking of Desumu. Yeah. We talked to they, Cap they that yesterday, right? He did, yeah. By the way, did you hear the, uh, speaking of a big
1: Chicago story, and I'll go back to you, uh, Rizzo potentially going back to the Cubs, uh-huh. Cappy threw cold water all over that. Oh, really? All over it. Can't wait to talk to him Wednesday, but sorry to interrupt you.
2: October is when I That's fired That's when this. you got yeah, them? 33-1 for the Illini. It was October 15th. That's the price that they were? Isn't that crazy? That seems, yeah, very generous. I'm very happy with that one. You got it all surrounded. I got Illinois, so. Yep. We'll be fighting come NCAA tournament time.
1: Uh, Eleven thirty. We will come back with Nick Olson. He covers Iowa State. Iowa State. What's where's this team headed uh, after this past week? It must have been more than this past week, and they just struggled to shoot the basketball in, in a big, big way. Big spot tomorrow. i was trying to think of that. We know the fan, fray uh, fa- fan fan. Paid. is is there something we can attach that's too early to come up with something yeah, yeah. for tj but that's the way this team is going this year anyways it does not uh you can't feel good about them um well some of you will but i, I don't see how you can we'll come back it's 11 30 miller and Condor on des moines
2: sports station 106.3 the moment we've been waiting for since september it's finally here In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Just bet $5 or more and get $280 in free bets. All they have to do is win the game. If you're not a new customer, you can bet on Super Bowl 56 props instead.
1: DraftKings Sportsbook offers a wide range of props throughout the big game. Take your shot at winning cash by predicting props like non-quarterback will throw pass, fourth down conversions,
2: total yards, and there's so many more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code KXNO. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5 or more. Get 280 in free bets if they win. That's promo code KXNO at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner, of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem... The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.tv. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Wherever you get your podcast, Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. Ah! That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget the big March college basketball tournament or men.com.
0: Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNL and 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back,
1: Hillary and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We're a few minutes late, apologize for that, but let's get right to Nick Olson, CycloneAlert.com, uh, 24-7 sports. Nick, Trent, Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, Look, it wasn't going to be easy. It's never easy to go on the road and win, and that was the case. Uh, good to opening, oh, I should probably say 19 minutes and 30 seconds of the first half. Didn't like the way that it ended, having the ball with the shot clocks off and the ball's in your hand, only to turn it over and give up a three the way that they did. That hurt, and they never recovered, Nick, did they?
3: Great to be back. That's exactly kind of what I was describing to my family, like – they almost looked like at least as good of, if not the better team for that spot. Those 30 seconds happened. And in a game like that, you know, low scoring, obviously for the Cyclones, it's been an issue all season. A quick five points for the other team can really screw you up, especially on the road. And man, they were not able to recover.
2: Yeah, the limitations offensively continue to crop up here. Nick, we talked about this a couple of different times. There's not a whole lot of buttons that TJ can push to try to get this thing started and get some kind of scoring punch. I guess the easiest thing would be to put Grill or Koontz out there in the starting lineup and try to do it that way. The problem, you neither know, those guys are shooting the ball very well right now.
3: Nope. And and the issue there is also you might lose, you know, a little bit on ball defensively as well. We kinda we had a press conference this morning with, with TJ and he's kind of hampered on the same thing. Even though there aren't a ton of buttons you can push with this roster per se, this late in the season, you really have to make work with what you have. Mm-hmm. I, I do expect a better, more focused, intense team throughout in Morgantown tomorrow night. And I'm not going to say, you know, to make the tournament, it's it's quite the danger zone yet. Boy, it's getting close. But if they drop on tomorrow, it really is
1: yeah i am with you i mean we we both thought Trent and I both thought that this team was home free with the with the work that they did in the non con the quad one wins they able to pile them up and and I still think that they're in but you know it's one thing to be in it's another thing to be in as an eight or nine seed where you know that your fate awaits you know should you win the should you win your first round matchup as opposed to being a five, which is maybe where they were or even a six. It just seems like it's trending in the wrong direction. And, and as T.J. said when he answered your question, I mean, there's there's really nothing you can do. Is he tinkering at all with with changing uh, with changing his starting lineup? And I'm like, we've, like we've discussed, I'm not even sure that there is a a fix amongst it. But uh, is that keeping him up at night, trying to you know, as to as to what he can do, what button he can push? I
3: would I would probably almost say yes. To that. I mean, just kind of hearing his answers and, and seeing him, you can tell watching some of the body language from him and the team over this last weekend. It feels like they really do recognize, look, we did so much in the non-conference. I mean, as well as you can be, 13-0 and with, with the Big 12 SEC Challenge in there. And I don't think that they're ready to you know give up on this goal. I believe they still know what they need to do. The focus is there. An example, you know, Osselberger said this morning, talking about tomorrow we need to be the team that is more desperate and urgent to get the win and i think that's a really true mm-hmm. honest representation of where they are right now in order to be playing in mid to late march
2: with that you get west virginia west virginia team that has played better but still can't get one in the win column now they come home they're desperate yeah, absolutely and The crazy thing is, you look at West Virginia, well, they got to be out of it, right? I mean, they're they're not playing well. They have lost seven consecutive games. You look at the bubble matrix right now, bracket matrix out there. They're one of the last teams out. They're right on the bubble right now, and a win certainly could ignite them. Just how dangerous is this West Virginia team in your mind, even with seven straight losses?
3: I think that's a really good way to look at it. I think they're about as dangerous as they can be, Mm -hmm. right? Back against the wall. Bob Huggins, we know that they kind of build themselves on that physical nature. That was another topic this morning. Dropping seven in a row. Cyclones come in on a two-game losing streak. And it's in Morgantown, which is not generally a favorable place to, to play, especially with the physicality whistle in mind. I think this is going to be another grinder. Like I said, I feel better about the Cyclones coming out with their intensity. They've got too many veterans, too much leadership you would expect, but West Virginia is not going to back down in a spot like this because you're exactly right. They know that they need to stack up a couple in the win column to even have a shot dropping seven games in a row right now.
1: No, you're 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 right, and I mean the way it's going right now, Iowa State is is trending to that eight nine game in in, uh, in in the Big Twelve tournament with uh, Oklahoma State obviously not being eligible. Well, let's uh, let's switch over to football. Uh, the second signing period has come and gone. You were all over it at twenty four seven Sports. Uh, your takeaways, if uh, if anything, from this past week, football wise.
3: I think my biggest takeaways are actually going to kind of come from the PWO market. I think that the Cyclones got some preferred walk ons that I could legitimately see getting some minutes eventually, getting some playing time on the field. Obviously, our Mason Thomas heading to the Sooners was really tough for the yeah. program. But I think. Was that all- a
1: surprise, I- by the way, Nick? Let me interrupt you because he never signed, and it looked as though he was headed to Ames. Uh, but when when he doesn't sign in that early signing period, is that kind of writing on the wall?
3: It's certainly I would I would maybe call it a bad omen. Okay, yeah, so you knew that. Okay, as as a Cyclones fan, maybe I need to start worrying about this. And you know, our team at at twenty four seven Sports, myself and others included, was reporting that it was kind of trending that way in the week leading up to it. it seemed like Oklahoma became a little more clear at the end of the weekend. I give some credit to to Venables on the trail. Obviously, it was a late offer, but, I mean, they did enough to land him. And the two guys that did sign this last week, John Williams, defensive backfield, and and Jake Gilbert, one of the best kickers in the country, I would feel really good. And overall, even with the loss of our Mason Thomas, this is still the best class in Iowa State football Mm -hmm. history, according to 24-7 sports rankings. So still a lot to feel good about 2022. And I'm excited about 2023 as well.
2: 2023, speaking of that, guy right in our backyard that gets a lot of attention is Jamison Patton. Mm -hmm. Done an outstanding job with Roosevelt, Iowa Iowa State heavily involved. He's got offers from Minnesota, Missouri, K-State. Ultimately, I think a lot of people assume that it's going to be either the Cyclones or the Hawkeyes. I see it 24-7, three crystal balls all pointing the way of the Cyclones. What are you hearing on Jamison Patton? And secondly, not a quarterback at the next level. What will be his position in your mind at the next level?
3: Yep, he is one of my favorite kids both on and off the field, one of the first people I really got to speak to when I got to Iowa. Great kid. I I would tend to agree it'll come down to Iowa, Iowa State. I would say a few weeks ago, Iowa State was looking at least as good as anyone. I don't think they've necessarily lost that spot, but I do think it is going to be an absolute battle. I know that I spoke with him last week. Minnesota was impressive to him. And, and in terms of where he's going to play, he's looking to be a leader in the defensive backfield, likely at the safety position. He's got a good build for it. Obviously, a lot of experience with the ball in his hand, an attack, pursuit, and honestly work as kind of a ball hawk as a leader back there. He's looking at safety at the next level.
1: Interesting. Uh, so, what do any, any news come in this week, do you think, as far as uh, additions to that 23 class? Well, when do, will we start to see some of those uh, come to light?
3: Yeah, Iowa State is one of the few schools that hasn't gotten, you know, a commitment yet in the Big 12 conference, speaking at least for the 2023 cycle. I would anticipate maybe late February. You maybe start getting some whispers and then March through July kind of when things speed up a little bit. I'm looking to make some crystal balls there in the next few weeks for Iowa State, especially when guys can come back and visit, check out spring practices, and then mm-hmm. officials early summer. Things will start to heat up. High expectations for the 2023
1: class. You know, just uh, one one kid, because I know he's been in Iowa City, he was in Ames, Carson Boyd looks the part. Carson Rhodes. I know they all look good. right? Uh, What's what's his story? He's a name I'm going to watch. Is he going to stay in state? And what can you tell us about him?
3: Yeah, he's an interesting one. He has really looked the part. He's he's got a great body. And it kind of depends on where, you know, position-wise he is hoping to play. Uh, There's a chance that at Iowa State he'd actually be more of kind of an you know, not necessarily pass catching tight end, more of a blocker if he were to go there. He's got the great build, good ball skills, but it, it, it kind of depends on where he is looking to play at the next level. Obviously, just picked up the Iowa State offer and looking to have a conversation with him very soon actually this week on Cyclone Alert.
1: Good stuff. Nicholson, Cyclone Alert dot com, part of twenty four seven sports. Who do you like in the Super Bowl?
3: Oh, I'm going to roll with the Bengals. Ah, I like the Rams. Yeah, I've liked the Rams all year. I like a lot of those guys, but count me on the Joey B bandwagon. He's just so smooth, so good on and off the field. I think it would be a heck of a story for Cincinnati.
1: Indeed it would. Thank you, Nick. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you, Nick Olson, CycloneAlert.com, 24-7 Sports. Did we do the keyword? Oh, we did not. Good call. Uh, good memory. Uh, it, it let's it let's is. get $1,000. Well, $1, not, not that good a memory. I forgot to do it at the well. end of the first break. Uh, go to kxno.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword bills. Keyword is bills for this past hour. Bills at kxno.com. You're not too late, but you're running out of time. My bad. Miller and Condon. Back to wrap it up. Trent's play of the day. Circus sports sponsors. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106. It's what we make
0: possible.
2: Guys, are you looking for an easy excuse to be on the couch watching college hoops during the best two days of March? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it for free.
3: Get in on the action with
0: the world's largest sportsbook right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest
3: takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call (gasps) 1-800- Market homeowners have two
2: questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small, flat, monthly fee their professional landlords manage your property 24 7 so you don't have to collect the rent you don't have to maintenance inspections and tax paperwork you don't have to there's no upfront fees no binding contracts and you can cancel at any time find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com that's renterswarehouse.com renters warehouse des
0: moines you can't buy happiness that's off Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's pick of the day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi,
1: welcome back, Miller and Condon. One hundred six point three KXNO. Trent, we have about a minute left. I don't. You have. I hope you don't have your typical six or seven plays. I got four. Okay, let me hear
2: them. Four o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Grab the Seahawks. UNC Wilmington playing well in the Colonial, getting seven at Hofstra. Pick two. Taking the Hoos against the Dukies tonight. Ah, going to jump on that one. It's got to be a big number. Yeah, 12. Yeah. Let down spot maybe for Duke after emotional win. Texas, I'm on the Longhorns tonight. In fact, I might play money line on that one. It's a tight number. It's one and a half. Might even jump on that. They host Kansas. And then late night Montana. Minus two and a half against Southern Utah. All
1: right, that's going to do it for us. We have Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at... Three. Iowa State coaches tonight with the on.com correct? You got it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We're Miller and Condi. You can hear us weekly from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.